Well, what's up, everybody? Happy Thursday for our week two of the playoffs. And uh, we're here with uh, four of our league managers. Logan isn't able to join us, uh, but we switched Brett out for Logan based on last week's roundtable. So we've got four of us here, uh, and we're ready to kind of break down these matchups coming up this week. And uh, before we do that, though, we, we have to kind of start with where we just came from. And so we just finished the first round, the wild card round. Um, of course, uh, we had um, the Bears, the Rams, uh, the Ravens, and uh, who, what was the other team? Was it the Bengals that was? Yep. Yeah, the Bengals. They those four teams uh, had bye weeks last week, and so they have now um, a very clear picture of who their opponent is, and they're gearing up for this weekend's matchup. And so I'm going to toss it over to you, Andy. You kind of remind us. I, I have a very short memory. You remind us of what our picks were last week and and how those played out. Yeah, for sure. Um, so in the Green Bay, New York game, um, obviously Brent wasn't here last week, but the four of us that were all picked New York. We were all right there. Um, so we're all one and oh, uh, in the Denver Pittsburgh game, uh, same situation. We all picked Pittsburgh. So we're all two and oh going into that after that matchup. And then with Philly and Tennessee, uh, Trent and Travis both picked Philly. So they got a point in that column, whereas Logan and I had Tennessee. So couple three and O's and a couple two and ones. And then going into the Dallas and Miami matchup, um, Miami came back to win it on Monday night, like Travis and I called. So we get a point in that column and Trent and Logan picked Dallas. So it ends up with Logan being two and two, having picked Tennessee and Dallas, me being three and one, having picked Tennessee, uh, Trent being three, one, having picked Dallas and Travis four and O on the week. Man, so, represent it's a precursor to this lap, week. Man, that's awesome. yeah. <laughs> Just a precursor to this week's predictions. Uh, it's the odds are not in Travis's favor to go four and zero again, and I hope the one he is wrong about is ours. <laughs> yeah, let's hope that unless unless he just plays the system and he picks you, that's he, fine. Go for it. <laughs> or, or I mean, he picks. That's yeah. What I'm saying is maybe he plays the system and he he screws up the mojo by going the other way. <laughs> And uh, hey, Travis, I mean, uh, remember when I beat you in the playoffs a couple years ago? That was fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Felt like hey, two yeah, points. Remember that, remember that time you didn't make it? <laughs> remember that time when I got beat by the Bengals in the Super Bowl? The outside of the, the PTFL Bowl, whatever we call it. Yeah, we got to come up with a core. I mean, I guess I, they're not going to come after us and sue us, so we're just going to keep calling it Super Bowl. So what are they going to do about it? Okay, so big shout out to Travis, who was apparently the prediction champion, and uh, maybe maybe he needs to lead off here as we jump into our first uh, first matchup. So we're gonna dig into the Eagles versus the Ravens here, and man, this one looks nice and juicy. A three point spread right now on the uh, pro uh, projections, and so what are your thoughts, Travis? Oh, champion of predictions on the Eagles versus the Ravens this week? Yeah, so on paper, it looks amazing. You know, you got a three-point spread, like I said. Um, but Philadelphia, again, continues to underperform. And that's this is not the time of year you want to be doing that. You know, we, we mentioned last week, Russell Wilson, you know, James Robinson, I think, had like six carries. Jacksonville is just a mess right now. 
Uh, Metcalf, um, I don't know what's going on with him this year. You know, uh, Patterson is about the only consistent piece on this team. Elijah Mitchell can't stay healthy. Um, so I really don't like Philadelphia this week. And then on the on the other side here, I mean, Baltimore has been the epitome of consistency. Um, and he's got a lot going on Thursday night here. He's got a lot of pieces on one team. Um, one thing I will note, Eckler has a red flag next to his name, uh, which is scary because that's been arguably the MVP of this team. Um, but I think that Baltimore walks away with this one this week and moves on to the conference finals. All right. Uh, Andy, what do you think about this matchup? You know, I, I echo a lot of the same sentiments. Um, the prediction engine is really friendly to Philadelphia, but he hasn't been putting up the points that are predicted of him. Um, I mentioned last week how he's had a few, you know, the last week seven through the end of the season, he was only averaging like in the mid sixties or something. So he beat that last week at 76, but he did not hit the production engines, you know, estimated totals. So I think looking at it, we can't ex- think that he's going to get that same amount this week um, or the one Oh three. So I'm going to take Baltimore and probably, I would expect probably a 15 to 20 point victory. All right. Big prediction for Baltimore there. I know Brett, you picked Baltimore as your dark horse going into the season and that has looked really nice for you. So what are your thoughts on this matchup? Do you feel the same as these other guys? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm riding the, the Ravens train one more week and I'm, I'm expecting a, a win by the Ravens as they're, you know, as we've already said, they're three point favorites right now. And we've already mentioned the injuries. Eckler plays tomorrow. That's, that's kind of nerve wracking if you're, you know, looking at it because he doesn't have the extra three days or two days since there's a Saturday game this week. He's got to play tomorrow if he plays. So, um, doesn't have a you know a lot of time to to heal, and he's already questionable. They're saying that um, they're going to make sure that he can, you know, go through the, all the stuff and practice tomorrow before the game to see if he can actually play. So that's going to make it interesting for the matchup. If if he doesn't go, then they they don't have. A, I think they have Eliza Mitchell as their potential backup. So he really needs Eckler to get in the, the matchup. Uh, it's Jeffrey Wilson, actually. This is only other running back. So if if Eckler doesn't play tomorrow, that's going to put them in a hairy situation. But e- either way, I like their depth. I like Mike Williams. Um, and I like for tomorrow they have Herbert and Mike Williams as well. Three-headed monster in, in, in the Chargers. So – if all three of them play, I look for them to go up for a big league on Thursday night and not look right. back. Well, Logan uh, picks Baltimore as well, so that puts four of y'all on Baltimore's train going into this uh, this matchup. And honestly, I, I would completely almost agree with everything that y'all have said. Uh, it does get tough for me, though, because that Eckler injury could be uh, a big problem for them. Um Here's what I'll say. I feel like last week Russell Wilson was the only one who performed uh, that I, from from what I remember, I, I know he performed north of 20 points, but there wasn't a lot going on with the Eagles. And, and y'all are absolutely right. They have underperformed. Um, 
man, I don't know. Maybe I'm just trying to be flashy here. I am just going with kind of a gut feeling, but just on a personal note, I'm really excited about the real life game on Thursday night between the chargers and the, uh, and the chiefs. I think that's going to be a really fun game to watch, but the, the chiefs have just been lighting the world on fire right now and their defense looks pretty good. So I'm not saying Justin Herbert's going to have a terrible game, but it wouldn't shock me if they come out and they just kind of shut him down a little bit. And so, uh, Especially since the Chargers won earlier this year. Yeah, yeah, I feel, I feel like that game because he has uh, Herbert and Eckler and Mike Williams. There's a lot riding on this game, and and I'm actually going to pick the Eagles in this one. And I, like I said, maybe I'm just being flashy here. I feel like they've underperformed almost every single week. There, there's no reason really to fear them other than just on paper. But man, I think Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf will do good enough to uh, to kind of put them in the 90s ish. And I think the Ravens underperform. And I'm going to guess that the Eagles win a low scoring matchup in like the 90s or maybe getting close to 100. And that's kind of how I feel about that one. Like I said, I, I'm not like 100% sold on it, but that's kind of where I feel. I'm going with a gut feeling on that one. So uh, the next matchup that we want to turn to is the uh, the Bears who are facing off uh, with the Giants. Now, we've got two of these guys, just like last week. We've got both these guys on the podcast. And so uh, me, and, me and Brett will get to uh, pick this a little bit before we uh, dive in uh, to y'all's picks of your own matchup here. But when we look at this just right off the top, uh, it, we have to just acknowledge the quarterback's Josh Allen and Matthew Stafford are both really solid options this year in fantasy. And so both of you guys are in a really good position, man. Joe Mixon has been really, really good this year, but last week he struggled a lot. And so really, I think this game may hinge on a bounce back from Joe Mixon or not. Um, I, personally, I'm, I'm going to go with the bears here. I don't think it will be, as big of a spread as the 13-point projected advantage. Um, but, I, yeah, I think the Bears are going to win in, in a matchup less than seven points. Uh, I think Najee Harris will do uh, well. I think Tennessee, when you play Tennessee, it just kind of lends itself to a running game on both sides of the football. Um, and then I think that uh, Josh Allen – uh, I do see a red flag. He's questionable with a toe, but I don't. I haven't heard anything from my perspective of a really serious concern. Um, uh, I see one red flag over on the Giants, and that's uh, Aaron Jones with a knee. Um, but even if he plays, he's projected at you know seven points, so he's not a guy that's been the workhorse he has been in the past. So. I, of course, I love Mixon. If he has a bounce back game, maybe it's a you know he he gives the Bears a run for their money. Uh, and I like Justin Jefferson. You can never count him out from getting a huge game going. But I like the Bears in this one in a uh, matchup uh, that ends up uh, less than seven points. What about you, Brett? What do you think about this one? So I'm going to go the other direction, and I'm going to predict the upset from the Giants. And it's only because the question marks that are around Josh Allen first, but more than that, uh, I just think that, that he has better flex players in Mixon and in Jones and in Jefferson. So, um, and Debo Samuel too. Uh, I'm, Brandon Cooks has played really well this year. Um, 
Chubb has been back and forth. Gronk, when he's healthy, he has dominated. Johnson, Deontay Johnson's had a good year, but I, I, I like the flex guys better on New York side, and I think they're going to have big weeks this week. So I'm predicting a win by five by the Giants. All right, so it's split there. Um, you don't have to make predictions here if you don't want, guys, but I'd love to hear your input on the matchup. So, Andy, we'll start with you as the uh, person who had the bye and has been waiting on Travis to join you in the second round. Uh, Andy, what do you think about this matchup? Well, first I want to say, um, if you guys recall back to last year, I had the bye, and then I, when I played against New England, I abstained from making a, a choice and then lost to New England. Uh, in the team meeting that followed, the lack of confidence in my team was the message uh, sent to me loud and clear. So I have no problem making a prediction on it this year. Um, one thing to refute a couple of Brett's points about the flex players, when it comes to secondaries, oh. <laughs> when, it, when it comes to secondaries against wide receivers, Jacksonville is 22nd in the league. That's who Brandon Cooks plays. Um Tennessee is 31st in the league. That's who Deontay Johnson plays. New Orleans is 26th in the league. That's who Chris Godwin plays. And then when it comes to Chubb, Las Vegas is 29th against the run. So I, I don't agree about the flex players. I think they're he's got solid plays, no doubt. Um, but I think the matchups are in my favor this week. When it comes to I, Josh Allen, with, when it comes to Josh Allen, I've been watching it closely and I will – if he ends up being a, um, a, a no start on Sunday, then I will make a wire, waiver wire move to get a reliable fill-in, you know, quarterback. And um, thankfully, Travis doesn't have like a QB two only because he can't then just go add the guy I'm going to add as a, you know, defense mechanism. Um, but Allen's it's it's turf toes what they're talking about, but they're two games back in, in their division right now. They're currently Buffalo is tied with a bunch of teams at seven and six for the wild card. They're going to play him. It's just a matter of whether or not he's able to run. I think yeah. if, the, if the game is close, they're going to, they're not going to lock him into like having to do certain things only. They, they need to win yeah. as, as much as anything right now. So I well, think it looks like there's been a lot of growth. Looks like there's been a lot of growth after that team meeting and that you've got some confidence. Going <laughs> yeah. I mean, here. But if you think about it, like I've missed weeks with Chubb, I've Gronkowski's been out. Josh Allen has had down weeks, you know, during all those, all the buys I we were dealing with. I think this is the the best team that I've been able to put on the field in one full week since the very beginning of the season. I mean, you don't have to tell me I've been tooting your horn. I picked you a division yeah. winner, but so, don't yeah, mess I, with, I won't mess with the mojo too much. So I, I have confidence in my guys and I think they're going to win this weekend. All right, Travis, it's your uh, you get the final say here. I'm gonna mess with the mojo. I'm gonna mess with it a lot. <laughs> okay, so you want to talk about uh, some some matchups? Here, I'm gonna run, run a couple more off of my side. Forget that I also have Mike Evans, who's playing that 26 rank uh, Saints defense. Um, Debo Samuel playing the 29th ranked Atlanta defense, and I've been waiting on the injury designation of Miles Gaskin to decide if I'm gonna replace him with Aaron Jones and Miles Gaskin is playing the 32nd ranked rush defense with the New York Jets, not to mention Justin Jefferson on Monday night against the 27th ranked Chicago. So 
I think the matchup's pretty close. Um, the big difference that I see here is the tight end matchup. Noah Fant has been non-existent in the passing game in Denver, and Rob Gronkowski is a touchdown magnet for Tom Brady. So um, that I think is um, a big, a big advantage for Chicago here. Um, Godwin uh, is definitely he's kind of got that slot roll down also. Um, so I give advantage him over Mike Evans. Um, I think that Chicago, like Andy said, it's probably the best team that he's put out. And uh, I'm going to mess with that mojo and I'm going to pick Chicago here over myself um, to eliminate me. So I hope I can uh, reverse that and uh, have a different outcome. And Chicago everywhere screaming. We played in the playoffs before. You know that. Remember? We were were actually rivaled one year because you knocked me out of the playoffs. Excuse me, Travis. What's up? (laughs) I mean, it's solid points about your matchups. I mean, it essentially makes my three wide receivers and your three wide receivers a wash. And then you have to look at Jones versus Chubb, Fant versus Gronk, Mixon versus Harris, Stafford versus Allen. I'm going to love being the only one right on this. And, and, and I do want to mention, I know, Trent, you said that you weren't sure about Allen's injury. Uh, he left uh, the facility in a walking boot last Sunday. So, But there was a report uh, I saw maybe, on You know, it may be a ploy just to uh, deke him out. Because maybe. I do have a Twitter alert for Josh Allen, um, being that I have invested so much of my franchise into him. And he was spotted at a play without a boot on, like, Monday night. I heard he went so, tap dancing as well. <laughs> so he's, he's looking great <laughs> you know and i will say cincinnati versus denver's defense cincinnati puts up some big points recently that might be my wild card right there all right well we have to go to the tires on faces against detroit though that's sacks that's not gonna be detroit. okay so for the sake of time we're gonna hop ahead of the next matchup but not before we look at the tiebreaker which is logan's input and he, just for the record, says Chicago in a nail-biter. So, Brett, you are the only one uh, right now on the Giants. And, uh, man, maybe it'll be sweet victory for you and Travis next week and you get to – Much love, uh, Brett. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, let's move on to the next one. That, that'll be a really cool matchup to watch. So, the next okay. matchup is the Steelers versus the Bengals. Now, the Steelers had to – um, when last week, even though they've been a favorite a lot of the year, they were not a bye week team. The Bengals got the bye, but something tells me, just looking at the um, matchup here, that it is not going to be the same story for the Bengals this weekend. Uh, the Steelers look really good. I'll go ahead and give my projection. It looks to me um, with Hopkins out with a knee, the Bengals are just in trouble here. Um, there's a lot of red all over their page. Rex Burkhead is out. Um, so unless they just find some miracles on the waiver wire, Leonard Fournette's got an ankle. Uh, Joe Burrow has a hurt finger and hasn't been performing super well either. So, yeah, the Steelers look like they're going to roll this week, and I don't see really any weaknesses. Uh, I mean, Dalton Schultz is probably their weakest link. Um, I will say Zeke Elliott has been hampered with a, with a knee injury. Um last couple weeks and so he has not been at his peak um but you know rumor around cowboys nation right now is that he has been uh, kind of on the other side of that and been pressing forward and so hopefully we see 
uh, just from a Cowboys fan perspective, hopefully he starts to turn things on here pretty soon. Um, but all that to say, I think even if Zeke can struggle again, um, Dalton Schultz is probably the only weakness that I'm seeing in their lineup, and they're still looking pretty good with projected win over about 35. So um, if the Bengals can fill some spots off the waiver wire, I think they can make it a little closer than that, but I still pick the Steelers in a double-digit win. Uh, Brett, we'll go the opposite direction here. Brett, what do you think about the Steelers-Bengals? Um, I, I really you know, don't uh, – there's not much to add. You nailed it on the head. Uh, with, with the Hopkins injury, I'm looking at like a at least a 40- or 50-point victory. Um, and that's – you know, if, if he overperforms, which there's a good chance that Steelers could overperform this week um, – Javante Williams has been running. I mean, he's been doing really good the last three weeks. And um, the the only person that the the Bengals really have right now is Leonard Fournette, and he's currently got a red flag on him as well. Uh, I don't know; it's a sore ankle. But I mean, if if uh, I was looking at his bench spots a little bit ago, and he only has one guy who's really a serviceable guy to put in there for Devon, to for DeAndre Hopkins. And um, and then he's still weak without with Rex Burkhead being out uh, with his injury. So, I mean, he's got Julio Jones as a person that he can put in there for Burkhead or DeAndre Hopkins. But, I mean, Julio hasn't played that well either. And then at that point, you still got to, like I said, replace – Burkhead, so what are you going to put Zay Jones in? And to, to me, you could see the, the Bengals potentially coming out this week with 40 points and so maybe losing by 60. And so to me, it doesn't look good. Big win for the Steelers. What do you think, Andy? Yeah, I mean, that Hopkins injury is rough. You know, even if he was to eke out a win this week, going into next week against potentially either Miami or Los Angeles without Hopkins. I mean, it's not that you are pushing a boulder uphill, you know, like it's going to be a, a rough go for Cincinnati if they do happen to squeeze this one out, but I don't think they will. I mean, like you said, Julio Jones would be the sub, you know, and Waller hasn't practiced. So he's not even really an option in that flex spot. Um, there's got to be some people on the waiver wire. Maybe if he's got, you know, the inkling to drop a couple people and make some moves and get somebody serviceable out there. If I was Cincinnati, I'd be hoping for about 85 to 88 on a good weekend with this lineup and hope that Pittsburgh has a down week. But I, I just don't see it happening. Travis, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, you pretty much nailed it. Um, Oh, he's just—he's been plagued with injuries this year, and I mean, there's really not a whole lot to say. You know, losing Hopkins was, you know, kind of the fatal blow for this team this year. Um, I was kind of looking around on some guys on the waiver wire, and there's, there's just really nobody. You know, if you want to put your hopes on Royce Freeman, who plays for te- uh, the Houston Texans now, um, but I mean, I, he's not going to be much of a different ma- difference maker. So, yeah, I. I think my little bros team is going to get steamrolled this week, um, unfortunately. And I believe this is the end of the road for Cincinnati. Pittsburgh rolls on. 
All right. Well, we'll stay right here with you, Travis, as we shift to our final matchup, which is the Dolphins versus the Rams. I'm really looking forward to this one. I'll give my feedback here in a second. But uh, as you look at this one, Dolphins-Rams, uh, just a huge battle in the Southwest Conference. These are divisional rivals. Uh, this will be the third time they play each other this year. What are your thoughts on uh, this matchup? Well, Kyler Murray playing Detroit is just a juicy, juicy matchup. And then, you know, on the other side, you have Prescott, who's been kind of a disappointment lately. Um, but James Conner has got a flag next to his name, you see here. And he was a non-participant in practice today, which is kind of a big deal because James Conner has really, really, really played well this year. Kind of probably one of, surpri one of the surprises of the season. Um, you know, and then you, you look down at, at Mark Andrews. Um, is Lamar Jackson going to be playing this week? So who's going to be throwing him the ball? Is going to be Tyler Huntley? Cooper Cup's going to do his thing. Um, Miles Sanders, he's got a red flag next to his name. He's had a rough year. I, I don't, you know, besides the Kyler Murray matchup, I don't, and, you know, Cooper Cup, I don't really like what Miami's got going on this week. I think the um, his projection is very skewed this week um, as he is projected the winner. Um, you know, you got Jonathan Taylor over in L.A. who has just been phenomenal this year. Got Keenan Allen coming back. Hawkinson, I believe, was a non-participant today, which is a blow to him. But Dalvin Cook... Um, you know, he looked pretty good last week with that shoulder injury. There's just way too much firepower on the Rams to lose this game. And I think the Rams uh, win this one. Um, I don't want to say by a whole lot, but uh, I think they win it pretty handily. All right. Andy, what are your thoughts on that matchup, Dolphins-Rams? You know, uh, he makes Travis makes a lot of good points, especially with Connor and Sanders being flagged. Um, it's going to be uh, a really close matchup, I think. I don't think it's going to be a blowout in either direction. Uh, scrolling through everything, looking at matchups, I mean, ooh, it's rough. I mean, Taylor's been really good, but so is New England's defense. You know, like, at, that might not be as, as high profile of a scoring line as we, as we think it is um, <clears throat> for Los Angeles there. So, for me, I don't know. I mean, putting all your bags and eggs in one basket, you know, we've seen it with people do it with Arizona, Kansas City. I've done it previously with Buffalo, you know, and it works sometimes, but not all the time. I think this is one of the weeks that it works. Um, I think with Murray and Connor and Rondell Moore, if he ends up staying in the starting lineup, Going against Detroit, I mean, it might just be really great planning ahead and having the, the guys you want in a week 15 matchup or 14 or whatever it is. So I'm going to take Miami on this one. That's unfortunate because Los Angeles has got a solid team, and I have no problem being wrong on this. Um, but I just don't – I don't see the matchups this week. Brett, what do you think about this matchup? I have the Rams in the upset over the Dolphins. And um, like, like, you know, uh, like Andy just said, I was, I was looking at this matchup too, you know, looking at who was, who they were playing before I got into this podcast. And um, 
the Jonathan Taylor against the the Patriots. You know, you have the number one fantasy number one fantasy football player right now, and Jonathan Taylor going up against one of the best defenses, if not the best defense. And we know uh, we've heard it, but with Belichick is what he does is he eliminates your best player from well, he stops them. Uh, we've seen it with players like Josh Allen. We've seen it with you know. Uh, case in point, week in, week out, and majority of the time, he's going to stop your best player. So I'm nervous. I've got Jonathan Taylor in another league of mine. And uh, so I'm nervous about this and hoping that he gets at least 20 points. But um, aside from that, as I look up and down, I'm also – I am, you know, it, it's. I've, I read that Hawkinson is trending in the wrong direction. But as was also noted, you also have Lamar Jackson who may not play this Sunday. If so, that's that kind of puts your tight ends maybe on a you know level playing field um, because you don't know who uh, Hundley's going to choose as his you know who he favors as a as a target. And um, Dalvin Cook looked really good last week. Well, he looked really good last week after you know it looked like he had fresh legs after he was out for the week to no only one week with that uh, uh, shoulder injury. And then Clyde Edwards Lair, he's looked really good the last couple of weeks since he's returned after his injury. And um, I, I'm, you know, I, I am kind of nervous about Stephon Diggs, but uh, Miles Sanders, he hasn't been good at all this year. Uh, I know Kyler Murray's going to put up big, numbers this week against Detroit but when it comes down to it all I, I I just I like the the flex players that the Rams have they're just dominant so I I, I take them in the upset all right um well I am uh, I'm gonna be oddly specific about this prediction I don't know why I just have this scenario this fantasy scenario in my brain but here's kind of how I think this matchup's gonna go I think Kyler Murray is going to do about as projected or maybe even better because, as Travis mentioned, this matchup against Detroit is just he's got to be licking his chops, and all the fantasy owners out there are doing so. Um, I think if James Conner plays, that's a huge, a big factor. I mean, I think we can all agree it's hard with injuries to, you know, if James Conner isn't playing, that changes the this matchup completely. But I'm going to assume that he is playing and that he does well. And then I'm going to predict that Cooper Cup does Cooper Cup things, um, that Mark Andrews uh, struggles with a backup quarterback. Although I will say, typically backup quarterbacks have good relationships with tight ends because they're little short dump-off passes and not like down the field. Um, but I, I just think he's not going to – I don't think he's going to get in the end zone. I just think he'll be maybe a security blanket, maybe rack up some yardage, but, you know, maybe like a – five, six point effort type thing. Um, but here's, I think Chase Claypool, even though he, you know, he's been in the media this week for his boneheaded, you know, uh, first down celebration last week that cost his team like six seconds on the clock. And, and uh, you know, he, he kind of argued that he, by the time the ref got to him, he was already standing up, but his teammate knocked the ball out of his hand. And there's all kinds of, you know, debate about all that. I, it, there's been a lot of attention around him. And so I think the pressure and just all the media attention, he's going to go out there and he's going to try um, to kind of 
ball out this week, and I, I don't know if he'll even get the attention that he would normally get in an offense. Maybe kind of – I feel like Tomlin is one of those coaches who's going to – he has a meritocracy, which you would think most coaches do, but he just seems like one of those guys. I mean, he was already benched earlier in the game last week for boneheaded stuff like that. So this is his second time doing that, and then it cost him really vital seconds. And so I think Claypool is going to – which is all the noise, all the stuff going on, he is not going to perform well um this week and I think that nine points might be you know just generous it's also important to remember that even though Claypool is extremely talented the Pittsburgh uh, offense they spread it around quite a bit so um, that's kind of how I feel about Miami and I honestly think that they're going to end up right around where they're projected I think they're going to be about like 117 between 117 and 120 but the Rams is where I think the projections are a little off. Um, I think Dak, who has been very underwhelming lately, I'll give it, I'll, I'll 100% say that. Um, I think Dak's going to kind of prove it this week. I think he's going to go out against a Giants team that's really just a joke of a team. Um, and he's going to uh, perform like he did uh, the first time. And I think they're going to put it, take it to the Giants. And I think, He's going to have a really good fantasy game. I would agree with Brett that I'm nervous about Jonathan Taylor's matchup, but I think he can still get between 15 and 20 points about where he's projected. And then um, I think Dalvin Cook and Clive Edwards-Hilaire will perform well enough that TJ Hawkinson won't matter. And I think Stephon Diggs and Keenan Allen will, between the two, give them enough to get this matchup, I mean, like super close like when I view this, I almost view it as like almost a virtual tie in my mind. And I'm picking the Dolphins to win, but I'm picking them to win maybe like 118 to 117 or 119 to 117, something like that. I think it's going to be really close. I think the Dolphins are projected kind of spot on and the Rams are going to be above projection, but just fall short, which is tough because I've been picking the Rams all year. And I did not feel this way about the Dolphins until the last couple of weeks when I've seen them perform the way they have. And then you look last week and they put up 143. And so um, the guys, if, so I guess if you're the Rams or the Dolphins, just turn your phone off from Sunday to Monday and then just look at after Monday Night Football and see if you won. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, it's you funny. Um, the cardiologist bills. In week one of this season, Miami beat Los Angeles by 0. 0.28 points. Damn. All right. Nope. Miami needs that. What if they come back and win by point two eight points? That'd be sick. If, if LA flips three flips it, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if they do, I it's just it. destiny, I did it man. Sorry, it <laughs> man. Man, this so, is the one. This is the matchup I'm most excited to watch. I know that you guys have skin in the game with Bears Giants, but man, this uh, this matchup is the one I'm I'm really excited oh. to watch. And the Dolphins, we got to give you know a shout out to to Jimmy with uh, Miami. I mean, they're, they're a former champion and they were slept on this year. Um, I don't think they were mentioned much. I mean, I think we mentioned them as kind of a solid team, maybe a playoff team, but man, they, uh, they win like, you know, jokingly you said it, but they win when it matters and they find a way. Um, this is, you know, th this would be a really big win for them to kind of take down a team that we've all been very impressed with. And I, I, I'm not sleeping on the Rams either. Like I'm picking the Dolphins in a close one, but man, I I think either of these two teams uh, is going to be a really big matchup for uh, the Steelers in in that conference. It's going to be a fun one next week, no matter who 
comes out on top here. Yep. So who do we have Logan taking for this, uh, this matchup and the Pittsburgh Cincinnati matchup? Okay. Yeah, I, I did skip over that. So in the, uh, uh, in the Steelers matchup, he picks the Steelers in a double digit win. And in this one, he takes the Rams by less than five points. So revenge. Yeah. And just, you know, a call out to Jim. Um, I'm not sure if he was here in the very first season of the league. Cause I wasn't, but as far as franchise history goes, he has the Dolphins have the second best winning percentage in the entire league. Who's got the best? Cincinnati. I mean, we're on to Cincinnati. Back to backs and multiple divisions. I had the, I had the longest uh, playoff streak until this year. And now, yeah, there's a chance that they could. Now it's me, break you, it. and Michael. I was tied with Michael. Well, he's tied with us as this year with four because he made it. Oh, okay. My, my four was in the previous set. Yeah, so now Michael actually could make five next year and take the take the record. Don't do it, Michael. And I'm active at two in a row. <laughs> Man, so, so are we are we going to use our current predictions and do a quick conference and Super Bowl predictions, or are we going to come back for that? Uh, I say let's come back for it because I think it. I get why people do paper like you know matchups like that, but it's so difficult to do that even when half the teams that we pick don't even make it, you know? So, well, I think we just take it week by week. We'll come back next week for sure. I'll do a Monday update. I'd like for Monday to be intriguing enough that I could maybe even record a short podcast. Um, but if it's not super interesting or um, there's nothing that's really just a nail biter, then I'll probably just do a post on the Facebook page with a Monday update. Um, but then we can get together again next week and preview the conference championships because that Chicago will be- against Minnesota's on Monday night. So you're going to have Dalvin cook and Justin Jefferson, some of those guys on Monday Hopefully. night football. But see, we thought, right. we thought last week would be that way too. And I mean, yeah, Miami had that comeback, but also it just Dallas depends on how close they are, points, you know, so it wasn't, wasn't super competitive. And I do want to just throw this out there. Um, Brett picked Baltimore, their dark horse to win this week. Logan who picked Cincinnati as their, Dark Horse did not pick him to win this week. Trent, who picked New York as his Dark Horse, did not pick him to win this week. So I just wanted to make sure everybody knows those facts. Yeah, yeah. You know, here's my thing. I think, I think honestly, Dark Horse just means – I think I would take an acceptable Dark Horse pick as someone who made the playoffs and won a playoff game. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not – questioning that i'm just saying you know you're not riding the uh, dark horse oh no no i you know i love i love the giants over there in new york but i yeah i i picked them as the dark horse and i'm satisfied with that pick up to this point um <clears throat> but mine was I, easier because you know that they're already projected to win the ravens are and you know so just going with my going hey, with my gut let's go with the gut all right hey any closing thoughts on this week guys I mean, I just hope that I can do what uh, Logan wasn't able to. <laughs> That's fine. Pew, pew. I hope you don't. Um, so, um, Yes. You hear this, Logan. Andy hopes that he does what you cannot, and Travis hopes that he does not do what you cannot. I'm just hoping to look and see some good close matchups. I'm just hoping both teams have a lot of fun. All right, guys, uh, thank you for jumping on with me. It's been uh, good chatting with y'all, and, and I hope that you guys have. Uh, I'd, I'd tell you Merry Christmas, but uh, we're, you know, we're going to have another 
podcast before then next week. So, um, you know, no Merry Christmas for you just yet. Um, enjoy uh, this lovely flip-flop bipolar winter weather we've been having all over the country and uh, try to protect yourself from all this sinus junk that we're all being attacked with. And uh, good luck to everybody in the playoffs this weekend. We will talk with you on Monday with the Monday update.